Kevin Gilbert is an herbalist and the owner and founder of Pop's Apothecary. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the line of products that he has, how those products can be used, um, some of the ways that he chooses the herbs and the different types of supplements and oils that he puts into his products, and how some of these products can uh, rival some of the products that you would buy in a grocery store. Uh, love Kevin's information, love his approach to what we're talking about, and the knowledge that this man has is beautiful. Really hope you enjoy the conversation. We'll see you on the other side. All right, welcome back to our show. Uh, today, uh, sitting across from me is a, a dear friend of mine that we've been yoga together for a number of years. <clears throat> um, Kevin Gilbert is the owner and the founder of Papa's Apothecary. It's a beautiful company. A um, couple of the yoga studios that I work at carry products that that uh, that uh, Kevin makes. Uh, Kevin has a Bachelor of Science from Bastyr, which is a beautiful college not too far from us in the uh, Kirkland area, and. Uh, and so Kevin and I, like I said, we, we've been yoga together for a number of years, but the, the moment that we started actually connecting, I think was, uh, when we worked together at the cheese pit, I think so. Yeah. yeah so a good yeah. friend of ours, uh, Brian Pittman, <laughs> big shout out to Brian, uh, owns a, uh, a food truck called the cheese pit. That was one of his pivots from yoga and, uh, and it was great. And he's still, he's still doing it. Uh, do you still work with him at all? No, no. I worked with him, uh, while I was at Bastyr. Right. So I knew him from yoga. And while I was going to school, I worked part-time at uh, Mary Jane, the uh, yep. weed shop there in Kirkland. And then I, when he started that cheese pit up, I was like, hey, I have some cooking experience and I have time right now. I'd love to help cook grilled cheese with you. Oh, yeah. Was- and so one of the, the, the moment that I knew I liked Kevin, I knew him uh, you know, for, uh, at, at yoga, but when we started conversing... Um, so we would show up at the cheese pits and, uh, and, and you would always have this, this kind of funky colored drink (laughs) of some sort, Uh, you know, and and again, you were going to Bastyr at the time. So, and it was so interesting to talk to you about that stuff and be like, what are you drinking today? And you would go into spiel about (laughs) these herbs and this sun tea, and this is what I drink for this energy, or I'm trying to fight this or amplify that. I'm like, at my, at that point in time for me, that was all foreign, foreign Mm -hmm. language. I'm like, I love the passion that you have, but I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. But the more that we, the more that we talked, you know, the more it's like, Oh shit, man, there's, there's all these different alternatives out there. And so, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have Kevin on was obviously to talk about his apothecary, but to talk about like some of the uses that some of these products that he, that he makes that aren't full of chemicals that aren't full of all these things that we can't pronounce. These are all more natural products that we can use for, you know, everything from our personal bodies to, um, I use your yoga mat spray on a regular basis. Um, all these different products that we can use that aren't big brand products that are supporting somebody that's local, that has beautiful information and is supporting something that is more, um, economically and organically, uh, fit for our, for our world. And, uh, and so Kevin has been doing, uh, Papa's apothecary for a number of years now and has just gone through a rebranding and has just like really amplified what he's offering. And, uh, so wanted to have you on brother. Thank you so much Thank for being you. here, man. Well, I don't, I don't want to make a big ad for Papa's apothecary, but, um, our rebranding is very new and very exciting for us. Um, our main focus is skincare. So we do mm. face three different face oils. We do face wash. We do toner. We have two new body oils that are um, coming out now that are, are, are ready to release next week. And um, so one of the things we do that is, I think, different or sets us apart from a lot of other companies because there are a ton of options for people's skincare preferences, what they like. I mean, 
uh, thousands of things out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things we do is we take the herbs comfrey, calendula, and gotu cola and do an infusion or it's um, called a digestion into our base oil. So we okay. get all of the uh, constituents that we want from those herbs, which can help with uh, wound healing. They can help uh, with inflammation is a big big thing they can reduce. Um, Go-to cola helps with collagen production. So you get all these natural benefits um, in your face oil. Then we add additional carriers and essential oils. So everything's all natural. We don't use any type of chemical fillers or or anything that just takes up space. That's mm. um, anything that I won't want in my system. Right. Or, like my mom is a huge tester for for our products Hell as yeah. things come out. Um, so I don't want to be giving her something that that I don't think is good or safe. Um, what just a great like tagline. Mom tested, Kevin approved, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we generally share our products with um, family and close customers to get feedback before they go to market. Like, we want to get uh, a, a variety of, of input. I'm um, not the, I don't do a lot of skincare shopping myself. Okay, so, yep. uh, with my wife and, and family and friends, that's who helps us dial things in. Yeah. Um, but back to rebranding. Before I was working with this company, uh, they're called Lake and Pine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're out of Seattle and Minneapolis, the two guys that are just awesome, awesome guys. Um, and they really helped me find the voice for our, our company, for our branding, um, dial in the, who our demographic is mm-hmm. and doing all the type of branding research that I just didn't know that I should be doing, right. wasn't aware of how to do. Um, so they really walked me through dialing that in and then took that, all that information and came back with a, um, a new, uh, I guess new labels, new website and went away from some of the like cute names we had for things yeah. like guess my age for a face oil or my mat smells nice was our yoga mat spray. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and towards things that are very easy to spot on the shelf. You're like, this is a face product. This is a body product. Um, that way I don't have to be standing there explaining right. what it is, which is a, a big part of, of what I do are, are uh, farmer's markets. That's a big portion of um, how I'm growing the company now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be in a retail space or even to have people that walk by the booth and wouldn't necessarily stop, to have them see, oh, this is what that's for, maybe I do want to stop is a, a an advance in, in where we are as a company. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's good to have those grabs, you know, the, the visual grabs or the, like the marketing tagline grabs. Um, we were, we were talking a little bit about this before, uh, before we hit record, but, um, I worked for a brewery, Red Hook Brewery a number of years ago, and that was the first big, uh, company that I worked for that I was part of their branding and rebranding and to sit with the design team and really understand the questions that they were asking. And like you said, you know, there, there's all these questions that as a business owner, we know we need to ask, but also as a business owner, a lot of times it's just the business owner, right? Maybe a partner, maybe somebody mm-hmm. else, but there's so many things to look at especially in the beginning that it's like, okay, some things get shelved. Okay. I'll get to that eventually knowing it's important, but also at the same time, it's like, well, right now I just want to get products made and products out there, you mm-hmm. know? And so having that, having a specialized team to ask those questions, what do you want your branding to represent? 
is there a personality behind it? You know, with Red Hook, we wanted at that time, we wanted to be like the college frat guys craft beer, right? So all the taglines and all the verbiage we used around it had to speak to a college demographic, which in the beginning, that was tough to narrow that down. But then once we got the understanding of the demographic we're trying to reach, all the questions were answered by that. Right. Right. Are we trying to go after businessmen that are business folks that are, you know, six figure salaries? No, we're not there. We don't want that demographic. We want to stay within these college demographics, you know, and that was easy for us to spend our money that way once we understood what we were looking for. Right. So having that specialized team and getting to the point to where you can afford that and to to make that a priority, that's a huge step for you, man. That's really great. I mean, um, we're coming up on our thousandth Instagram post as a, as a company here, which whatever, you could post 50 a day if you wanted to, right? But I mean, that's a, a milestone. And I was going to go back. I started to go back and look at, okay, here's our first post. Here's our 50th. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find a tool that made it easy to do. So I lost count. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll just show our first and our thousandth. But going through that, it really is um, just amazing how much we've changed and how much we've grown and, and the accomplishments that we have made that um, are hard to see when you have your head down and you're just trying to stay afloat. Yes. Yes. You got to have those moments where that clarity comes in and you can see the the, the path you've walked, right? You started sure. from point A, you're at point B. You might want to be at point Z, but you're still point B is farther than point A was. Right. So take, like you said, take your head up, pat yourself on the back be like, oh my gosh, I made a big ass step. Like, cool. Right. Appreciate that shit. Yeah. So what, uh, where, where did this all come from? Like, where did the desire to become an herbalist, uh, to start your own company, like share this gift with, uh, with humanity? So I have been thinking about this a lot. Like initially I worked in, um, I worked at Microsoft for 14 years. Okay. Um, I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. It was a, it, it supported what I needed, but I kind of fell into that job and I didn't have any passion for the work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was kind of lost. Okay. Um, so my grandpa, who I called Papa, we would spend like summers, a couple weeks a summer, or often we'd spend time with him as kids growing up. They mm-hmm. lived in Texas, so we didn't see them a lot, but he was a big uh, influence in my life. Um, as an older as I got older, I'd spent less time with him. I didn't see him as much. But when he was uh, passing, when he was older, I did spend more time with him. Mm. And a big influence that he had was find something you like to do. Like, find something you want to do with your life and do that. Don't spend time with this job. You, you know, you commute two, three hours a day to get there, which to a place you don't want to be. Right. right? Um, mm-hmm. So... That kind of made me open my eyes and be like, "Why you're miserable? You're you're an unhappy person." Um, Self sabotage was a big mm. part of my life, yep. uh, and so I think his his influence was to drive me to do something that I wanted to do. Um, being coming an herbalist, that's I thought that he would have benefited greatly from plant based medicine. Okay, whether it would be quality of life or with uh, cannabis for cancer, um, fighting cancers, but I didn't know. I knew that, uh, cannabis had been a a very positive influence on my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to know more. And I thought that studying cannabis specifically, um, would be interesting to me and Mm -hmm. that perhaps I could work with a team of doctors and we could find out what, like, what was what I didn't really know where to go with that, but that's kind of 
sparked a, a passion in me and interest. Hell yeah. And so I knew, I knew of Bastyr and I, I researched their different programs. They had the herbal sciences program and I, I thought that looked interesting, but I, I still wasn't sure if that's the right place. So I went to one of their, uh, open house things and I sat in on one of the, the classes and, and listened and it seemed like it could be a good, a good spot. Mm-hmm. So, um, before this, I, so before working at Microsoft, I'd done a, a few different jobs and I did not have a college degree. So I would have had to go to school to get my show, associates before going to Bastyr. Okay. Um, so I was still at Microsoft at that time. I started going to night school, um, to take off those, uh, needs. And at that time, it's probably about the time I started yoga. I think right around 2012 okay. is, is, uh, when I started going to yoga at fusion. Um, and so I was going to night school. I was clinging to the, the Microsoft job, trying to dodge getting canned and, um, <laughs> uh, you know, keep collecting the paycheck mm-hmm. and, um, that all kind of wrapped up. So I got my associates. I applied to best year once I decided that's where I wanted to be. But I also decided I'm going to go for one quarter because this is an expensive school. Mm-hmm. And I, if I don't know what I want, then I don't want to just be, you know, money going out the window on, on things that I don't, I'm not going to use. Um, but I fell in love with the program. It was, it's very science heavy, which I didn't expect. I don't, I don't know exactly what I was expecting, but a lot of biochemistry, mm. you're learning, um, and organic chemistry and anatomy and physiology. So you're learning all about the, how the body functions, how the body systems work. And at the same time, we're learning about all the different herbs and plants and how they affect the different systems, what's in the different plants and the plant families and, mm. and how to formulate those together to, um, make people healthier to help specific issues. Yeah. Um, so I, I loved all of that. And, uh, along the way I found that <laughs> studying cannabis specifically is kind of a, I, um, it wasn't going to be the, the path to take and okay. it would have, there would have been so much more to go into that, that, um, I lost as much passion for that. I was mm. in a different space. I, I found out so much about all the other herbs and all the things that they do for us that, um, the materia medica classes, the labs are making products, making formulas. Mm, And that was my favorite place to be in the school. So I decided, let me start a company. I want to make my own products. Um, and I'll just make a go of it. I don't want to go back and work for someone else. I don't want to be at a big, big corporation where you just get lost in the, the mix. Mm -hmm. Um, I have like, uh, almost a disdain for it, and which is, there's no reason. There's so many good companies that are huge that do so much for their employees. It's right. just my uh, perception of that is, oh, they're asking me to do something I don't want to do in a place I don't want to be. So it's, uh, it's negative. Whereas my wife works in management in healthcare. She's a nurse. Okay. And she's always like, oh, we're going to, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm like, they're like, they want you to do that. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that seems like bullshit. That's just extra work. And she's like, no, I'm going to go learn about how to do this, have this leadership class and how to help these people. And then all, like, I get all this from it. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You see this as the same way I see Papa's Apothecary, where I love doing this. I love these aspects. I'm going to go figure out how to do this. Yeah. And then spread it through where every other job I've had has been, how do I 
not get screwed with? Like, how do I, how do I dodge the boss and just like, do enough to yeah, yep. just skate by? Get get don't have any limelight on you unless it's positive, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, yeah, so. yeah. And that's uh, that's a hard beast, man. I uh, I did corporate for gosh, fifteen years in restaurants, and um, and you know, same. Like, there's a lot of family kind of atmosphere. You know, uh, we we spend a lot of time with the people at work, and especially with with, with restaurants for me. You know, with uh, the volumes that we did, um, you create, it's almost like that um, you have this trauma bond, right? Because you go through these like traumatic big rushes that last four to seven hours. At Red Hook, we were doing like 50 to 70 grand a day at sometimes, you know, and that's that's a massive amount of money for slinging beers and, and sandwiches and shit, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you have this, that, that mentality of like, oh, we're all in this together, right? But you're... Like for me, it was, it was finally coming to the understanding that I'm working, I'm busting my ass for somebody else. And not to say that person, the company isn't busting their ass too, but like, I'm not seeing any benefits right. from it besides just barely paying my bills. Right. My family, I don't need to see my family. My, my work family became more of my family than my actual family because I saw them more, mm-hmm. you know? And so finally I got to that point of like, I can't do this. I don't care if I barely scrape by or don't scrape by. I cannot be this human being anymore and be happy. Right. Can't fake the happiness. I got to do something different. And so we have to have those catalysts sometimes of like, Hey dude, there's a better way. And it's going to be hard mm-hmm. because it's not the, the, the quote unquote structured way of the West where we're going to a job, we collect a paycheck, we get a pension or whatever the fuck it is nowadays. We're creating our own business. We're creating our own, our own customer base. We're creating mm-hmm. our own products. And there's a lot of stress that goes into that. But once you get that, that taste of that, not even freedom, it's not freedom because I mean, anybody that owns their own business, there's, there's not a lot of freedom involved in that. Yeah. You know, I think freedom is defined and then you work within the boundaries of what you define freedom <laughs> as. Right. But in the beginning, man, it's balls to the wall. Like you're hustling, but there's this, in, this, this, this gnosis of you're doing something that you're passionate about. Right. You're, it's almost like an actualization moment, all the weird shit, like that you got into it for cannabis exploration. Right. And then all of a sudden there's this herbalist class that comes in and now you're making potions and tinctures and all this shit. It's like all that actualization starts to happen where all of your cool, weird information starts to just mush together in that beautiful way. And then here's your product. Yeah. Yeah. There's another thing that I have recently kind of realized about being an herbalist and and making skincare products specifically. Mm. Um, I've always had eczema and allergies as a baby. I had cracks at my knuckles, like terrible skin for my whole life. Okay. And Recently, I, I remembered that my mom took me to see a naturopath as a kid. Mm. And I don't remember exactly what the prescriptions, what the treatments were. But so that's, it's just always been in my life, I think, is having skin issues and allergies and, and trying to find solutions and, and remedies for myself. Mm-hmm. So, so in a way you've makes been... sense. Yeah, exactly. In a way you've been doing this your entire life. You know, it's just now that now you have more of a focus for it. You, know, yeah. you have the information, the knowledge back behind it now to where you can look at these herbs and these supplements and these different types of things and say, okay, like what kind of potion can I make to help me? And that's beautiful, man. A lot of times we help ourselves and then we find that help and it's like, well, this can help somebody else. Yeah. How can I yeah. get this out there to help somebody else? With, uh, with, um, like the herbs and things that you use, um, what, so is it, you know, what's your process for understanding these herbs, like reading about them, um, ingesting them, using them, 
you know, so is there like a, a process that you have for these? So a lot of the, a lot of the herbs, most of the herbs we use are, are ones that we've, I learned about in school at Bastyr. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd find out, we found out a lot about all the, a lot of different herbs, right? You find out all the different constituents and how they, how they work, what goes in them and how to extract those different pieces into either an oil base or an alcohol base or whatever they're, um, they have, I, um, whatever they extract into, okay. whatever they have an affiliation for. Um, so I look at that and I, and I know that comfrey, calendula, and go-to cola, we use those a lot in the, the, uh, the class for uh, skincare issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to keep those in there um, in our face care line. But now we have new products like our body oil. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to keep some of those. Those are really great. I'm keeping the go-to cola and, and uh, the comfrey in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading more about licorice root and how good it is for skin. Yeah, um, okay. And so let's put some licorice root in there. And, and yarrow, I know, is just traditionally been awesome for almost everything. Yarrow is a, a, a wonderful herb. So let's put, let's put some yarrow in there. Let's mix it up a little and not just have the, the basics that I kind of came out of school with, but mm-hmm. um, add to that library. And, Hell yeah. And some of it's also what works well and then what smells nice. Mm, okay. So things like the Fragonia and Mei Chang in one of our, our hair oils, they're brand new. We, I've never used those in, in anything before, mm. um, but they smell great together. So yeah. it's a nice combination for, for the hair oil. There's not a um, hair-specific benefit we get from those. Okay. But the scent is nice. We called that that blend best day ever before before the rebranding. So okay. it's just a nice nice smell. And that's part of that's part of it too, is is having a nice, pleasant um, area. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. It can be uplifting and, and put people in a better mood. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that's a good, that's a good point. There's a lot of the products that I tried, um, that more of the natural products that I tried, you know, within the past like 10 years or so, you know, and, um, I understand they're, they're natural. Um, they're using natural products, but a lot of times like the fragrance aren't there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for someone like myself, like I stopped using deodorant a while back cause I, I don't want to put that chemical in my body, aluminum and all that shit. But the byproduct of that is I'm also a yogi. I sweat my ass off. So I'm a little ripe at times, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, some of these natural, um, like deodorants, okay, that, that works. It'll, it'll like inhibit the, the, the perspiration, but I still get the body odor, you know? And so it's nice to have the, that natural, um, that natural layer also mm-hmm. of a fragrance to say, okay, so yes, I'm a natural human being, <laughs> but I also, also smell like. I guess, quote unquote, uh, the, were the, the accepted human smells. Right, like I don't, right. I'm not walking around with body odor, you know, but that's, that's a hard one because you know, there's, there, there, some of those fragrances are added in, in a chemical way, but you know, doing it in a natural way with, uh, the herbs or the essential oils or that extraction technique, like that just adds that layer of, of naturalness to the product and almost validity because it's, it's, it, it meets the criterion of what you would buy at like a big box store in, mm-hmm. in a way, yeah, with right. that fragrance side. Right. Um, you, so you mentioned go-to cola quite a few times. And, um, so I use, I use go-to cola, but more for energy. Mm-hmm. I've never used it for a skin product. Right. Um, I have a, there's a, a, a local store, urban wellness mm-hmm. down in downtown Kirkland. Yeah. Uh, Katia is the owner I've had around before. And, uh, and so I go into her spot and, uh, you know, I've, so I'm a 40 year old man now. I've done a lot of damage to my brain over the years, 
drugs, alcohol, all that stuff, you know? And, uh, and I finally got to a place to where I understood that, you know, okay, how do I want to, how do I want to reverse or maybe, you know, put some care towards the brain, you know, I've done a lot of bad shit to it. And so I went in there, I talked to Katya and she made this thing called Adam's brain fuel. Mm-hmm. And she keeps it on, 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 on uh, record for me now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. And it's a, it's a four part, uh, four part tincture, uh, ashwagandha, go-to cola, holy basil and, uh, Lion's brain? no, gosh, what's the fourth one? I always forget the fourth one, but there, there's four beautiful, uh, Some rosemary. It might be rosemary. It might be rosemary. Yeah. And so I just, you know, place an order. She fills it up and I love it. It's a, it's a tincture that I used like before our podcast, you know, it just really starts to like yeah. activate the brain and starts to get me, you know, in a, in a more alert kind of way. And so to, to know that, you know, go to cola also skin product or yeah, yeah. yeah that's very cool, brain man. fog and, and, and skincare. <laughs> yep. And I'd never heard of GoTo Cola until I went to, uh, to Katia. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, when I am talking to them at markets or wherever, they also have not, have not heard of it. Um, yeah. It's just, I had not heard of it. Like most of this, most of the herbs I use, I had not heard of before getting into it. Right. You just, yeah. why would you? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the, and just, I think that's a good example of knowing like, we don't really know what's out there. You know, like I have a good friend of mine, Mariko, that went to Bastyr also. She got her degree in um, Chinese medicine and, um, and acupuncture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just random conversations with her. And she's like, oh, yeah, try this. Like my mom's got uh, stage four cancer right now. And so I, I went to her and, and said, okay, Mariko, what can I do uh, to, to help with the chemo? Because uh, that's the, the route we chose to help my mom. And she gave me a list of like jujubes, right? So take jujubes and, um, and ginger, make a tea out of that. And that'll help calm, calm the body, reduce inflammation in the lungs, but also the ginger will help calm the nausea and help Mm -hmm. her get an appetite. And it's like, man, that is so beautiful. Like I can go to the doctor and the doctor would give me a medicine. That's probably going to have a bunch of side effects, but can do similar things. Or I mean, theoretically I could just go pick some shit out of my backyard make a tincture right. for my mom and say, Hey, there's, here's some tea for you. And that's going to help with whatever, you know, what's going on. For sure. For sure. There's, um, so many natural things that grow right in our, right in our backyards, right near us that we can use for, for tons of remedies. Um, with that being said, I, I am a big proponent for using herbs and, and, uh, natural products when we can, but, I'm not against Western medicine. Like we use that when right. we, when we need, of course, mm-hmm. I would never tell someone don't use a pre- prescription because, um, here's some chamomile. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, never, never. I I'm like, let's, what's the balance though? Like don't throw a bunch of pharmaceuticals at something you don't need to, mm-hmm. which, um, I think is another reason I know everyone doesn't have access to naturopathic doctors, but if you can see one, that's, that's the, I believe the best way to go because they're generally going to treat you as a person and find out the best things for you to be a healthy person, not cure your headache or your cold or whatever your symptom that you're going to for. So they'll use the best of natural remedies and then pharmaceuticals as as needed. Yeah, most definitely. And I think that's a, that's a really good point. Like, you know, a lot of times when we use natural things, it's not, we're not bastardizing Western medicine. Like there is a good balance. Like I had a friend that would tell me like, if, if you have a cold, you have a body ache, something going on, that's not like your, your guts aren't hanging out, 
try a natural path, right? Try a holistic approach. If you get in a car accident and your like left arm is hanging by a thread, go to a fucking doctor, yeah. go to a surgeon, let them put that thing back on there. Right. right? You're not right. going to just put a bunch of herbs on that and be like, you're good. Right. right? right. No, there's, th- we have Western medicine for a reason. Right. I think the, the, the thing that I look at now is that's not just my go-to anymore. Like, it's not like, oh, my muscles hurt, so I'm going to go take this muscle relaxer. For sure. Okay, my muscles hurt. I can go sit in a hot tub for an hour. I can go do a do a, a deprivation tank with 200 pounds of Epsom salt and 200 gallons of water and take the inflammation out naturally. Right. Right? Yeah. I don't have to take something that's going to have a side effect or build up a chemical in my body that I'm going to have to deal with later. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, with... Um, with so with with all the products that you're developing right now and and putting out there, is there a, a new focus for the new line that you're coming out with? Like so, you said you you're doing a lot of skin stuff, a lot of body stuff. Like right in front of me, Kevin brought me a, a care package which I'm super excited about. Um, so in front of me, there's there's face, uh, there's sleep stuff, there's hair, fa- uh, body oil. Uh, beard oils, like all kinds of things like that. So the new products that you're releasing now, are they kind of staying with that similar theme of like skin products and things like that? So everything we do will always be a topical type of product. Um, There's different rules and regulations once you start making internals Mm -hmm. that uh, I don't want to take on now at the size that the size the company is now. Mm -hmm. Um, So things will continue to be skincare. Like our body oils are coming out here this week and then, Shortly after Mother's Day, uh, we'll have a sunburn gel that mm. will come out for the summer. And we may have uh, one or two more this summer, but I'm n- probably not going to expand the line too too far right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, having, like we just brought out a bath and a cuticle oil this year. Oh, right on. So that's like having those new products is, is um, everything's manageable now. Yes. Um, but space can be limited and... I also want to see how things do before I'm like, all right, this one's out. Now this one's out, then this one's out, right? Like, let's pace pace the uh, the releases, I guess. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And it, it gives the, the, the consumer a time to embrace the new products right. and not be like, oh, shit, there's so many new things, I don't even know where to start, and then just pass it over. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, with, uh, <coughs> with uh, it's actually, I listened to a podcast a while ago, and this is the reason why I brought up the how you – look at new herbs and new plants and things like that. And there was an herbalist on there. Um, and he was talking about how he'll sit and meditate with the plants and, and, uh, get an understanding of like the medicinal purposes of the plants for the meditation. <clears throat> and he was saying that, uh, one of the indigenous, um, I think he worked with an indigenous shaman. I can't remember Lakota tribe, I believe it was. And, um, uh, and the shaman taught him that, any plant can do anything you need it to once you have an intimate understanding of that plant. And that threw me off. Yeah. I'm like, so wait, so you're <laughs> telling me like holy basil for me, I use holy basil to decalcify brain cells and to help with the brain you know, functions. But if I understand and sit with this plant long enough, then I can use it as an anti-inflammatory also, or I can use it as a pain reliever because it's, it's creating that relationship with the plant on an intimate level to where it can do exactly what you need it to do. And that for me, that I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I'm not saying he's wrong because mm-hmm. he's done something. And that's, there's a lot of times where the thing works specifically for us, the human, the individual, mm-hmm. because we've put in the time in our own personal special way to understand the thing. It's hard to explain that sometimes. It's hard to de- you know develop a, a, a training program for intuitive <laughs> knowledge. Right. Um, but the people that can, that can really understand that and really embrace that, like, I can't tell them they're wrong. Right. Yeah, I would never say you're not. That's not happening. Yeah. I 
<laughs> I don't know that that happens for me, or maybe I'm not open to that. I I refer to my science and uh, scientific data, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at Bastyr, a, a lot of the program, not a lot, but part of the program was sit with the plant, draw the plants. Oh, yeah. Get to know the plants. What are your feelings? Like meditate if you meditate with the plant. Um, so there is an aspect of that in herbalism for Hell sure. Hell yeah. That's great. Yeah. Very cool. With uh, So with the new products you have coming out, uh, one of the things I'd love to uh, to explore with you is how what are some products that we can switch from big box stores, major brands, things that might have words in there we can't pronounce or don't understand to something more organic, something more natural. And, you know, are we going to see similar benefits, similar, you know, applicable um, uh, uses for them? Sure. Yeah. So we could just take, for instance, the the body oil that's coming out Mm -hmm. um, versus a lotion or a cream that you can buy off the shelf. I think everyone should use exactly what they like to use. I would never say that this product is bad or don't use this. I don't, I don't know what is in most other products, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that there are a lot of preservatives, chemical preservatives, maybe things that um, dry your skin out more in the long run, causing you to need to reapply mm-hmm. uh, their products. Um, what we put in ours are the oils and the herbs. Mm. So we do the herbal infusion. We mix the, the oils together. So this is a, an apricot oil with that, uh, slow, low heat infusion of, of the herbs. It's got, um, castor oil, safflower oil, avocado oil, uh, and sunflower oils also, and then some vitamin E in there. Mm. And so using oils versus creams or lotions across the board can be better because they more closely resemble how your skin is made up, like the, the, the way your skin is made, the, they can absorb and don't leave uh, extra pieces to be metabolized that mm. aren't natural, okay. I guess, right? So your body's trying to figure out how to, how to metabolize these chemicals that are, are not made on the earth, like not of the earth, right? right? Yeah, yeah. They're made in a lab somewhere. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, and our skins are one of the biggest organs we have, right? Everything is absorbed to this yeah. to the skin. So like 60% of what you're putting on is getting absorbed and you're metabolizing. So when you're using all natural and herbal products for the skin, then you're just taking out a piece of work that your body has to do. Um, sometimes these things may cause inflammation, which is really one of the major causes of all of our, our illnesses. Inf- inflammation is a big thing. So yeah. Most of our products have herbs or essential oils that are uh, that reduce inflammation. Nice. Whether it's for the skin or the system, or they'll have um, antispasmodic mm. um, properties. So nice. things that are calming and soothing. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, I, I if, if the way you're explaining that to me makes me think of. Um, I was explaining why we uh, why it's better to drink room temperature water on a regular basis, right? Because if I drink really cold water, it's going to shock my system, and my body has to expel energy to get it to a temperature to where it can do something positive with it, right. yeah. you know. And so, you know, just as much as I, because I grew up in the South, like it's freaking hot as shit down there, right? Ice cold water was yeah. the best, right? But 
now I understand, you know, hot water helps amplify our digestive system. Cold water does do a good job, but if you drink it on a regular basis, you're basically wasting a lot of energy so you can get that water to a point to where you can do something with it. So understanding like that little physiology behind it made a lot of sense to me. So like when you're explaining to me about the metabolizing of the skin, like just think about how, how hard our, our body has to work to metabolize some of this, like you said, foreign chemicals that aren't natural, where we can put something that's pretty natural, that's just growing around us mm-hmm. or within the, in our vicinity on our body, our body's like, Hey, I know what that is. I yeah. can do something with that. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's, I mean, uh, that's one thing we can use is, is the oils versus lotions and creams. Mm-hmm. Um, we make a face wash. That's, that's really nice. It's, um, I take whole herbs mm-hmm. and clays and we powder those and sift them down to uniform size. And we recommend using mixing with honey. So oh, okay. You take local raw honey is always recommended for, for everyone. I mean, if you can't, if you have allergies and before allergy season, start, taking local raw honey, mm. um, daily, then that can help reduce the, reduce your allergy symptoms. Cause you're getting the pollen from around. It's basically right. amplifying your immune system, exactly. getting it used to the pollen around you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and honey is super nice for the skin also. So when we mix in the, you, you mix the honey with the, the herb mixture and that does a couple things that acts as a preservative. So you can leave your little face wash in the shower and, and water can get in there and you're not worried about things growing in your, oh, okay. in your herbal face wash that yeah. you don't want. Um, and then honey also, it's got this property that it kind of traps moisture from the, it, it draws moisture. So if you're in the shower and you've got your face wash, face mask on, the shower's got some steam that's getting locked into your skin. Oh. You rinse your face wash off, but your skin stays more hydrated longer mm-hmm. throughout the day. So that's a nice double action with the, the yeah. honey face wash Hell yeah. mix. Um, again, I don't know what's in many of the face washes on the market, but I yeah. imagine that they're full of chemicals and yeah. And there's but, some great ones out there too, right? Like right. Some really great, great things out there. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was in Texas, uh, just recently and, and I'm from Texas, but it's been 20 years, you know, since I moved uh, up to Washington and, uh, and I forgot how bad the pollen is there. It is thick. Like you can see the cedar pollen. It's like it coats everything in this like thick yellow powder. And, uh, and I have asthma. And, uh, and again, I haven't been back in the springtime in a long time. So just was back. And man, within the second day, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like my, my lungs were shut down. My asthma kind of came back. My nose was clogged up. And, uh, and I was talking to my mom and my mom was like, well, get this Texas cedar fever uh, oil. And I'm like, okay, I've never heard of that. And, uh, and so we were at the Whole Foods and picked it up. And it's basically like a concentrate of pollen into a tincture mm-hmm. that, um, you know, put it into your tongue, hold for 10 seconds and swallow it down. And I did that three times a day. And with like, I think by the time that I took my second dose, I could breathe. And I right was on. completely fine. Yeah. So kind of that same idea with the honey, right? Yeah. You know, taking the pollen that's around you, introducing it into your system to where your body knows how, how to handle that instead of just being attacked by it. Right, right. That's a game changer for me, man. It's also with the honey, you need to preemptively do it. So it's like once allergy season's here, then you're like, oh, I missed the honey window. <laughs> Start but, in February, uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So, uh, so okay, so we got the body oil. Uh, we got the face with the, uh, the face oil with the honey. Right. All right. So we have a sleep aid uh, that was one of our first. That's the first product I really developed for myself, for my family before 
starting a company before school was done. Um, I can usually fall asleep, but I have a hard time staying asleep and mm. feeling rested. Um, and my wife being a nurse has trouble just shutting it down at the end of the day and going to sleep. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so this is a combination of, um, essential oils. It's chamomile, clary sage, uh, lang lang, copaiba, sweet marjoram and basil. Okay. And we, uh, dilute those to a safe ratio in an apricot oil carrier. Mm. We use apricot oil for quite a few bases. Um, one of the reasons is it's very light. It's very fast to absorb. And with the sleep aid, we recommend applying it to the palms of the hands mm. and the soles of the feet mm. um, at bedtime. So we want it to be quick to absorb and not you know, oily, greasy feet and hands. Definitely. And the reason we use that blend, those essential oils are all considered gentle nervines. So they promote the uh, parasympathetic response, the mm. rest and relaxation mm. response. So it's not going to be something that someone taking an Ambien would then take the next night, try the next night and be like, wow, it's, this really <laughs> knocks me out. Right, right. It's if you're actively ready to go to bed, you're asleep, this helps the system find a nice natural baseline. For me, it helps me stay asleep longer and wake up, wake up rested. And I think it makes me fall asleep faster also. Mm. I mean, I don't time things. Yeah, right. But <laughs> <laughs> there's nights when I'm like, I don't think I'm going to use it. I'm, I'm good. I'm already in the bed. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, that was not Should've the smartest move. my feet, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our friend, uh, we have a mutual friend, Colleen. And uh, I think that was her first product she started to use from you as well. And she swears by the sleep stuff. Like, she loves it so much. People that it works for, it works great for. Uh, everybody's different. Like, mm -hmm. it, just like with everything else, all of our biochemistry is a little different. Um, but there are, that's a one of the products that we offer as a subscription. So people that mm. do love it can save a f save some money and get it auto auto delivered. Hell yeah. And I think you brought up a really good point that uh, I think is lost on a lot of folks that, that switch from a, um, let's say a Western medicine diet to a holistic medicine diet or a, um, a traditional big box product to a, a more natural product. Um, a lot of times like, you know, we're, we're used to, we're in the society where it's instant gratification and a lot of the products yeah. that we have cater to that instant gratification. So, you know, when, if you been taking Tylenol for your headaches and then all of a sudden you switch to something more natural, it might take some time for that natural product to work the similar way that mm -hmm. your Tylenol did, because one, you have a conditioning in your head that you, okay, when I take Tylenol, I start to feel better. Right. right? So there's that conditioning, but there's also the, the amount of that chemical, the acetophetamine that's been built up in your body for so long that it's going to take a while for that to get out of your system. So this new product can come in. Right. So to your Ambien uh, example, like I have, I have friends that take Ambien, um, uh, that, that drink, uh, NyQuil, you know, b before bed to help them sleep. And so giving them a product like this, that's not going to be the immediate, like similar product that they have that they're taking, but it's going to be healthier and it's going to Absolutely. help them in a better way in the long run, get right. better sleep, not knock your ass out. Like that's like drinking a bottle of wine and then going to sleep. Yeah. You it's know? just a time travel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that, I think that's the, the a message that I would like to just make sure we put out there is if you switch to something natural, give it some time, give it a regime sure. to understand yeah. how it's going to work with your body and to get that other thing out of your body too. And if you, and if you are taking a prescription for something, then you may need to wean off of that. Like there's all types of different things that you need to do depending on what you're taking. Like don't stop your medications unless you're, 
you know it's safe to do so. Yes, yes. I've uh, I've had some people approaching me about microdosing, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's like I want to get off my antidepressants, I want to get off my anxiety medicine. I've heard uh, you know uh, microdosing is a good alternative. Yeah. Yes, it is, but it's also very dangerous just to stop taking your antidepressant Absolutely. medicine. That can send you into a shock. That can send your body into a whirlwind. That that microdosing is not going to help. Right. Right. So it's it's okay. I want to try this new modality, but how do I responsibly do it? Because it could shock your system worse than what you're currently doing. Are you, uh, do you microdose psilocybin? I do, yeah. I've been microdosing regularly for like four years. Nice. Five years, yeah. What, uh, what milligram do you? Uh... I do between 0.2 and 0.3 okay. milligrams. Yep. That's nice. usual. Every once in a while, I'll do 2.2s. I'll do 0.4 and get a little, a little zip. Uh-huh. Depends on what I'm what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, so it's been, um, gosh, about three years for me. And when I first started microdosing, it was like, okay, this is my thing. I love this. And it was really helpful to the creativity side. I found Mm. it really actually helpful when I, um, was developing my yoga flows and just like, so microdose, get that creativity up there and just start to attack yoga, Mm. you know, and figure out like what kind of weird transitions can I do in a safe way? And it was, I loved it so much. Um, now I've kind of backed off to where I just take it when I need it, when I feel like I need to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my, my, just my own personal, um, experiment with it, you know? Yeah. And actually I listened to a guy and I've talked about him before on the podcast, but there's a guy, a doctor named Kirby surprise and he's a psychologist, <clears throat> but he, uh, he, uh, he microdoses ayahuasca at night. And so he's an Ayahuascarian. He got trained by the shamans. And uh, so he can make his own. And he makes his, uh, so it's two parts, uh, part DMT, part MAOI, natural MAOI. And so he makes his more higher on the MAOI side and less on the DMT side. And he takes that at night. And he's been doing, I think he said he'd been doing it for like 10 years. And it, uh, the, the theory behind his is that our brain naturally recovers at night. Like our body goes into rest and relax and we start to like, you know, sweep out the cobwebs of all the shit, you know, and, and do the repair stuff. And so he's amplifying that repair work. And, uh, and so it's just really interesting to listen to people's personal yeah. experiences. And, and, you know, he's not saying like, this is going to work for everybody, but you know, he's a, he's a, you know, a published author, he does book tours and shit. And so when sometimes he travels, he can't take his ayahuasca with him because it's not legal yeah. in a lot of places. And so he'll say that he, he notices like his hair will start to lose color. He'll start to have wrinkles when he doesn't take it. But when he gets back onto his regime, his skin clears up, his hair goes back to natural color. So it's almost like he's stopping cell degeneration, <laughs> huh. you know? And again, it's only his own personal experiment. Yeah. And he'll, he touts that left and right. He's like, I'm not saying this is going to work for everybody. I'm not going to say it's going to work for anybody except I'd for try. me. <laughs> right, exactly. But you know, and the, so I, I started doing my microdosing from uh, mushrooms at night okay. and just to see, you know, that, uh, that experience for me. And, um, it's still like a week or two into it. So I'm not too far into it, but it's, I've been getting some really interesting effects. Um, I thought it would disrupt my sleep cycle, yeah. but, um, but it's not. Um, and it's, it's helping me to remember the dreams that I have. Okay. Whereas before I was, wasn't a big, uh, remembrance of that. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, love experimenting with plant medicines. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the, um, when I was the last year I was at best year, I went to the psychedelic science conference mm. that maps puts on the maps yeah. in, uh, in Oakland. And that was super interesting. Uh, I met Paul Stamets yeah. there real briefly. Very cool. Um, just some, it's just amazing what work is being done. Uh, for mental health, 
and just how it's blocked so hard from yeah. really being studied openly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a shame. It is. It is. You know, and I think, uh, you know, there, there are some big movements right now to, to help, uh, bring more awareness to a lot of those products. Um, I had a woman on a couple months ago, Leo, uh, Leo Russell, and she was part of the, um, the groups in Washington to help decriminalize plant medicines in Washington back in October. And, uh, and that was a huge step for Washington, you mm-hmm. know, cause we're, yeah. that's one step closer to, um, allowing these products to be out there, be tested more, uh, to be, uh, applied more. Um, and you know, it's interesting because a lot of the, um, I think, you know, the government and the, the, let's say the powers that be that, that give the okay or the not okay for all this stuff to happen. Cannabis opened a lot of doors for the understanding that plant medicines are profitable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in the world we live in, that's kind of the thing that people pay attention to what's profitable. So a lot of focus is right now on what else can we make money off of plant medicines. Now, cannabis is a very different plant medicine than psilocybin or some of these psychedelics, and they have a lot a lot of different applications and outcomes from. And so it's interesting to see from an outside looking in how the, the powers that be are focused on the tax money that can come in from the potential use of plant medicines, but not the, the shift in consciousness that can happen from those plant medicines mm. also. So as we start to make psilocybin more readily available, like you can go to a weed shop in Colorado and you can buy weed and you can buy mushrooms. Is that right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's, I think Colorado is the only state right now that, that has, uh, that you can sell psilocybin in a, an actual store. That's super interesting. That'd be interesting to talk to. Well, they're not they're not um, bud tenders. What are they? Yeah, are right. They? Exactly. You know, shrimp tenders. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking journeyers, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all walking around with shaman masks on and shit, just ready to ready to help us on our journeys. Oh, you got to talk to Mike. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm excited, man, because you know it's it's almost like a like a like a cloak and dagger kind of thing. It's like, hey, here's all the money you can make, but also Here's the consciousness shift that's going to happen. And when that mm. consciousness shift happens on a, on a mass scale, it doesn't matter what side you're on, right, left, conservative, fucking liberal, mask, no mask, whatever the fucking, you know, whatever the divide is, when these plant medicines, in my experience, get into your consciousness, that melts away and you just see the human for the human, mm. right? And I think there's going to be a really interesting, like, 10-year uh, span of understanding, like, where this is all going to start to happen. And... uh you know, I know, I know people are, I'm not the only one that has that, that premonition, but it's going to be interesting to see and just kind of like take a sideline and be like, Oh, cool. Yeah. You're making billions of dollars off the taxes of this. Cool. Now, 10 years from now, like, let's see where civilization goes with this, this awakening that's happening. Let's see. Yes, exactly, man. <laughs> would, uh, I mean, on that subject, would, would that, I know that's an internal ingestion and we talked about that. That's not something you want to get towards yet, but, um, would that would, you know, if that, experimentation and that, uh, those herbs and those plant medicines start to become more popular. Is that something that you've thought about maybe tinkering with? Oh, not, um, not, I had, hadn't really considered, um, selling microdoses mm-hmm. or trying to, or, or leading people. Like I talk to friends about it and will offer to, to them, mm-hmm. I'll share my experiences, but, um, I don't know. I guess we just see where things go in 10 years. Like if, right. if, um, I wouldn't want to bandwagon jump on, but I think I am somewhat knowledgeable in how to use them and the dosage and mm-hmm. the experience to, to help people. Um, oh, I, hadn't, yeah. I hadn't even, it never crossed my mind before 
you asked. All right, all right. Planting the seed, man. <laughs> yeah. Is there a, is there a topical use for psilocybin? Not that I know of. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not aware of. Um, seems like a waste. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want that in me. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with with microdosing, uh, do you do you, have you macrodosed at all? Or is I that have a, okay. uh, a few times. Okay. Uh, I've I did that before I ever got into microdosing. I experimented some. Mm -hmm. um, the most I've macro dosed probably three grams, three and a half grams. Okay, not, not huge. Yeah. Not a, you had a guest on a few weeks or the it played a few weeks ago that would microdose with three grams or something. Is that what he said? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was to help his Parkinson's. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Whew. so actually from that podcast, he, he was talking about how he could breathe. Right. Yeah. And so I experimented with a double microdose before yoga. Okay. And I felt like I could breathe better. I don't know if it was uh, just going in with that expectation and that like focus, uh -huh. but it was a good class. Yeah, that's you know, and I've uh, I've I've not microdosed before a yoga class, but I've started to. Um, have you heard of hape? It's a uh, it's a tobacco snuff. I don't know. Um, so hape, uh, it was introduced to me as a as a ritualistic ceremony um, introduction to ayahuasca. Is that where they you snort? Yes. Okay. They I, blow the, right. the ash up your nose, and so uh, so hape is a it's a, a tobacco based product, and it's uh, usually mapacho tobacco, mm -hmm. and that's a like a fine grade tobacco. They they uh, grind it up into a powder, and then they'll mix uh, different um, plant ashes with them. Okay. So I have uh, one that has like rose ashes in them. That's more feminine because tobacco is a very masculine kind of uh, medicine. Um, so they, they mix with different things like mints and all these different types of ashes to to give the delivery a little bit different uh, impact. And so um, I've started to uh, experiment with that before yoga class. Okay. So uh, you know, and it's uh, nasal ingestion. You know, you just pop it up your nose, sit with it for about ten minutes, and then blow it back out. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's almost like a euphoric kind of settling in, but, um, it's the, the tobacco is a very energizing kind of herb, you know, and mm. it really gets into your body and that natural amplification of your energies. But with the, uh, the snuff also, it does give you a little bit more breathing capacity. And so it's been very interesting to like mess around with that, uh, before yoga class and often, uh, often after just to see what that effect might be to help ground myself after that energetic rise. Um, and, uh, just personal experimenting yeah. and I, I love it. And, uh, I, I like, so I'll use hop a, uh, pretty regularly before I sit with, um, Reiki clients to help clear my energies, to help get me ready and prepared for where I need to be. Um, and then, uh, but the, the different applications, you know, the, the breathing and the, uh, the, the, just that it helps a lot with, uh, with decreasing your mucus. Okay, right? and, and you know, for me again, like I have asthma, and so I have a lot of mucus build up. So it's been really nice to just to kind of clear out my system and be able to take those big deep breaths. Yeah. 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 So do you sit? It sits in your nose nasal passenger does it get up in your cavity it or? does get in your cavity yeah so uh the delivery method is called a caripe and it looks like a boomerang um so if i'm doing it for myself i use the caripe and i you know one one side's my mouth the other side's in my nose you load it up with however much tobacco you want in there and just blow it up your nostril and then you do the other side okay and so it, it's pretty aggressive yeah. like it's 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 a fucking sensation man like the first time i did it i was like i almost wanted to punch the dude across from me i'm like what did you just do <laughs> yeah. to me right uh, and you could feel the powder in your head and you just like feel the mucous membrane pulling it through your brain. Like it's just, it's a very inter interesting experience. 
Um, and then, yeah, like 10 minutes or so, you know, just blow it out and uh, hock a big nasty brown loogie out, <laughs> yeah. and then you're good to go on All your right. way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting stuff, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah, if you're ever interested, man, I'd be happy to serve you. I'll think about it. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> yeah, a hard sell. You yeah, know? it is definitely a hard sell. But you know, a, a friend of mine brought up an interesting point about plant medicines a while back, and um, you know, uh, like with with uh, hoppe, for example, and then there's another plant medicine called sananga, which is an eye drop uh, made from uh, milk thistle, mm-hmm. and it burns the shit out of your eyes. But the idea is, it burns to uh, to, to erase the false story that we have in our in our brains. Uh, the Amazonians uh, back in the days, the tribe used to use them before, uh, they'd go hunting or before they go to war. So their warriors could be pure, right? They opened up their third eye. They can see the purest that they can see so that they know exactly what they need to do. Um, so I'll use that also to help open up my pineal gland and just like kind of, you know, remove the, the bullshit story that I've been telling myself for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but a friend of mine, he talks about, um, with plant medicines, the intensities that some of these plant medicines have like psilocybin, a big psilocybin journey. That's fucking intense. Yeah. Like there's a lot of shit going on. Same with Hoppe and Sananga. But in, in, in the West, we've kind of gotten away from being able to sit with sensations like we want the thing to go away or we want the thing right now. Right. Yeah. So even like tickling, you know, that's a happy sensation, but like, we don't even want to sit with that. It's like, <laughs> Oh, get away from me with that shit. Right. Uh, so a lot of the times with this medicine, it's learning how to sit with the sensation of what we would perceive as pain or what we perceive as suffering and sitting with that and understanding that it's going to stop sooner or later. Mm. That's not going to be your, this, this isn't your life. Like you're not going to have this burning in your eyes the rest of your life. It's just this moment right now. How can you breathe through that? Mm. How can you accept that this is where you're at right now, but it will stop eventually. And, you know, that's a lot of pain and suffering that we have in this world. It's not constant, but we think it is because we're ruminating about it. We're anxious about it. We keep thinking about it. So if we can find ways to get back into our right now body and to know that right now, this is the way I feel, not I'm going to feel this way in 10 minutes. It's like right now I'm in pain. Right now I feel suffering, but also know that this is going to stop eventually. Yeah. You know, it's like really good, that Buddhist idea of like right now, nothing's hurting you. Right. So live in this exact moment. Don't worry about that next moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big mind fuck. It's hard. It's hard to do. (laughs) Oh man. It is. It really is. Especially when you're in the shit, you know, when you're in the shit, it's hard to build your toolbox. Um, that's why it's good to have those, those peaceful practices going into the shit that we start to find ourselves in. So we're not like, fuck, how do I breathe? How do I breathe? What kind of breath work can I do? It's like, no, I've been breathing for 10 years. I know what this breath work can do. I know if I breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth, it'll trigger parasympathetic nervous system. I'll get out of my shit and I'll be calm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, okay. So sorry for the psilocybin uh, detour. No, it's uh... Love that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we've talked about three things so far, uh, sleep, body, and I think face. Um, so what are some other, I say maybe one or two other products that you would say? So not, uh, so aside from my products, things that people can do to make a big impact on, on their lives. That's, that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And to get herbs into their lives is to, uh, switch to an herbal tea, to stop the, um, afternoon soda, switch one of those to a tea. Mm. And that can be hard to do. It's it can be hard to find a blend that you like, um, especially if you're used to a sweet, sugary treat. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but if you can put a little bit of licorice root into your blend, that can bring out a little bit of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like the, the traditional taste of licorice, having just a little bit in there can give your give your tea a little sweetness that. Um, 
maybe make it easier. Mm -hmm. I really like to make a, a holy basil, a little bit of licorice, and stinging nettle and rose mm. blend. Sometimes I'll put some chamomile in there also. And uh, I'll steep that cold overnight. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a nice iced tea, cold tea drink. Um, I mean, I love to have a Diet Coke here and there. That's a, so that I, it's easy, it's fast, it's mm -hmm. cold and delicious. Um, but if you can switch a couple of those out with some teas, then that's going to be a huge benefit for your your whole system. All those herbs are are going to help reduce inflammation. They're just uh, they're full of flavonoids and minerals and, and vitamins that are are really beneficial for yeah. you. Yeah, nettle was one that was introduced to me when I moved up here. Like I remember nettle from growing up and just it stinging the shit out of my ankles and stuff. Yeah. Um, but when I moved up here, our friend Colleen, I mentioned earlier, um, I was, you know, having, uh, the, what is it? The cottonwoods up here. Cottonwoods are just freaking horrible around May and June. And I was having a congestion kind of idea and, uh, and she made me nettle tea mm -hmm. and uh, the antihistamine. Yeah. In it? Yeah. Ah, I loved it. Yeah. And now I, I take uh, not on a regular basis, but around the, uh, precursor to spring, I'll start taking nettle supplements mm -hmm. yeah. just to kind of build up that, that immune system and, and start to get my body. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we're getting ready for it. Get those cottonwoods going, yeah. man. Yeah. Is that another, uh, weed that'll take over in the backyard is the nettle. And it's one of the most mineral dense, mm -hmm. uh, it holds its minerals for a super long time after drying. Like it's a, a great herb. Yeah. You just got to make sure you blanch it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Don't just go there and grab that thing. We did a, um, flogging, nettle flogging. Okay. Optional at faster. <laughs> and so nettle was, flogging. Yeah. So they were hit, they hit all the back, <sighs> back side. And like an hour later we went to lunch and I picked my shirt up and I'm like, hey, is this, is this swollen? Of course it's totally like oh, throbbing. I can feel my heart beating <laughs> my back. What was, uh, what was the, uh, the, the desired outcome for that? Just to know what it feels so, like? To know what it feels like, but okay. also nettle, nettle flogging has traditionally been used to help reduce arthritis. Like there are, there are benefits to bringing all the blood to the, to the area. Okay. Um, for, uh, arthritis relief. Right on. One. I'd, I'd have to look at, at others, but that's one that, that I recall. Huh. There's a, I can't remember the name of it. It might come to me while I'm telling the story, but, um, there's a, uh, a hydrotherapy place in Seattle called Banya five. <clears throat> and, um, it's, uh, the basis, it's like a, a Turkish spa, right? So you have a hot mm. tub, a uh, whirlpool. I've been there. Uh, yeah. Great, great. Okay. And, uh, they have a, um, a dry sauna and a wet sauna, steam sauna. And in the dry sauna, I think it's on Sundays, <clears throat> they do a thing. Uh, gosh, it's going to escape me. I can't remember the name of it. But uh, basically, you have a, uh, a birch branch with the leaves on it still, right? Yeah. And you get hot as shit. You lay down, and they take this, and they just basically beat the hell out of you with it. Right? Yeah. You do front side, back side, and they just take these leaves and just beat the shit out of you while you're in this 240-degree sauna. Front side, back side. It takes like 10 minutes each side. And it's such an intense experience. Like, bring it, like you said, bring it all that blood to the surface. And then as soon as they're done, you take a cold plunge. Mm -hmm. And you sit in the cold plunge as long as you can, about 40, 40 degrees or so. And, uh, and that experience is so intense and such a cool thing. So then, and then there's one other step. You go uh, sit in the, the, salt, in the salt pool and kind of have somebody float you, you know, in the salt mm -hmm. pool for maybe like five minutes or so. And the first time I did that... Um, God, man, that was such a cool experience. Like just having, I, I was questioning it the entire time. Well, one, my girlfriend was doing it to me. So I'm like, are you just pissed at me? And you <laughs> yeah. want an excuse to beat the crap yeah. out of me? Like, no, it's holistic. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> bah, 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 just beating the shit out of me. It's like, you sure you're supposed to do the face? She's like, you're, just, you're fine. Just shut up. 
And then, uh, but then that, that cool plunge and then to be held in that saltwater bath, uh, man, that was it's such a therapeutic experience and wow. really inflammation was decreased. Like a lot of my, I have achy joints, you know, mm-hmm. I've had achy joints for a long time. And, uh, and those practices are really those things that help me stay on top of that and stay in front of that stuff. Right on. Yeah. I was so just like, this isn't a thing you're, 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 you're making this shit up. But I, you know, my experience with stuff like that, when I have that, that reaction of like, this isn't a fucking thing. Like Uh you're, you're pulling something over. Those are usually the best modalities for me and the things that I end up like tying myself to. Right. Like this is so absurd that I love it. Yeah. I mean, that was part of the Bastyr experience for me. I was like, what do you, there's an, they'd be talking about the herbs and they go, this is skull cap. And I'm like, come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm just making up things that I can recognize with and relate to. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Um, so, um, with, uh, with yoga and herbalism, right? Yoga was, uh, was something for me that I found that was one of the most natural things that helped me out, um, is combining like those holistic practices. So with, uh, with your herbalism, uh, background and your yoga background, how did you find that merging of the two to where, you know, they, one complements the other and mm-hmm. they, they both kind of just like amplify the things that you're working towards. This is, that's a good question. I have, I haven't really thought about how they, they complement one another. I, I found yoga, um, my wife was going to fusion mm-hmm. and I had been working out at, uh, this MMA gym down right near Banya. Um, I've been salivary MMA. I did, um, Nogi grappling and, and, uh, jujitsu there for a few years. But when I went back to school, I, that just was not time for that. So mm-hmm. I needed something else to, um, take that space to get rid of all the, the physical stress. Um, so I went and started taking Hatha classes with her at, at Fusion, mm-hmm. and I really loved it. I was like, oh, this feels similar when I leave here. I don't have the um, initial response of road rage on the way home. Like, there's <laughs> no space for any of that anymore. I feel like I'm just, I got all of that out. Yeah. Um, so I did that for like six months, and this is before I was at Bastyr, before I thought about herbalism. Uh, and then I took, I was like, what other, there's, there's power vinyasa class. What is this? Mm. Um, and so I took one of those and the first class I took was with Jenny Tracy and Casey. Oof. Uh, and our mats were set sideways in the room and I was like, <laughs> you know, a hundred people in there or whatever they fit. Dude. And I was like, what is this? Uh-huh. Cause the other one, there's no music. It's all quiet. And everyone was talking like it was all super a lot of energy in the room. Like, well, this is kind of crazy. What's, what's going on? Uh-huh. Um, and it started and like within the first few minutes, I'm like, oh, this is the class that I'm, these are the classes I want to take. Yeah. Like the Hoth is cool, but this is more, this is my style. Uh-huh. Um, and so the next time I went in, I thought it oh, would just turn our mats. Like <laughs> this is how we do it. Right. <laughs> uh, so I started taking the power classes and I just stuck with that. Um, mostly every once in a while I would take a Hatha, but I, probably need those more because I am I scared of taking them too hard right Uh Um, so going I think one of the things about yoga that fits well with herbalism is just the natural basis for it Um, the a lot of herbalism like is understanding the plants, understanding mother nature, whether you meditate with the plants or sit with them or not, mm-hmm. understanding 
how they work and what's inside them and how that also works with us, with our bodies and how that's all kind of connected. Mm -hmm. And similarly with yoga, that's a big part of it, how your body is connected to you and how you move and how that feels. Mm -hmm. And when I, I guess when I'm making the products and when I'm formulating things, I get a similar flow type of Zen state where I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This feels right. Mm -hmm. Um, I just took a class. I'm taking classes at B1 at juicy and at fusion. Now those are the three spots I kind of jump around to. And I live up on Camino. So it's a Mm -hmm. drive for each of those. Um, I tried a few other spots that are closer, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I mean, I've been taking at these spots for so long. It's a community that I know, even though I rarely talk to anyone in like in the studios other mm-hmm. than people I already know. I'm not a big extrovert to uh, be chatty. Um, uh, but I, I like to make the drive to these spots. I'm willing to go that extra 20 minutes or whatever it is each way to, to go to a spot that I really enjoy and I feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And my point was that at uh, a recent class with Jenny Tracy, she asked the class, she said, what do you think, what, what word or what comes to your mind when I say jump forward or I say side grow or I say whatever the next, the move is, the position to move to. And I, I, I didn't tell her this, but I had never thought of a word. I mm-hmm. didn't, I, I don't think like, oh, no, or don't. I like see myself doing that to get to that position. Like it, I see that in my mind as me jumping forward or standing up or whatever. I just see that. I don't think of a, a word. I don't know if that's different than other people or what they, how yeah. they respond. But I think that's part of why I love yoga is because I don't think of anything. Mm-hmm. I just see myself doing those just in the in the flow of it, right? Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. I think uh, you know there's something that came to me uh, when you were talking about the link between uh, herbalism and yoga, and I think you know for me it's it's you're living in a conscious space, right? <laughs> you're you're very aware of what you're doing. Like people do yoga because they're very they want to be body conscious. You know, sometimes like for me, I started yoga in a very vain way. I was I was overweight and I you mm-hmm. know wanted to look better and feel better. Then that led to spirituality, um, but with uh, but with yoga, like you, you're consciously aware of your breath and how that breath moves with your body and how that body reacts with the energies. Right. And so with, with herbalism as well, like it's not just grabbing a product and be like, I'm going to use that product. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. Like this is a natural, pro- what's in that product. What are these yeah. things? Hey, cool. There's go to coal in that. I've heard of that. Like, so you're very conscious and aware of the things that you're putting into your body. Mm-hmm. So it's like in consciousness is self-defined. Like my consciousness might be, uh, understanding might be different than yours, but it's, it's your, it's living that conscious space that you decided to, right? I'm choosing to, to take this product that has all these beautiful natural herbs and, and things in it. And I'm going to choose to put that in my body rather than just, I need, I need uh, shampoo. Cool. What's right. over there? Dove. Got it. Put, put it in the thing. Don't know what's in it. Don't care what's in it. It's mm-hmm. going to make my hair silky and smooth theoretically. Right. So there's like that, that, that level of consciousness that awareness that, that, comes into these holistic practices of I'm making a conscious choice to do this thing, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times with our Western minds, we just do the thing because that's what we've been trained to do. We don't even realize we're doing it. It's just natural, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Seemingly natural. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. I, I like that kind of like awareness idea of a lot of these holistic things. You know, a lot of it is just how aware are you of what you're doing for yourself? Like 
Diet Coke, for example, that you said earlier. Like, if you drink a Diet Coke every once in a while, great, whatever. If you live on Diet Coke, ugh, yeah. that's pretty tough, man. Right. You're, you're going to do a lot of damage to your body in that shit. Yeah. Right? But having those little treats every once in a while, you're consciously giving yourself permission to have that treat instead of just naturally, you know, reflexively reaching for that Diet Coke every time you feel like you're thirsty. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So just having that consciousness, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. Um, so with uh, you got three new products coming out. And, uh, so along with the rebranding, which looks fucking dope, man, I'm so happy for you, man. Uh, what are the, so what are the the three new products? I think you mentioned one already, but what are the, what are the three you got coming out? So we have, uh, the two body oils. So these are both the herbally infused one. We don't add any essential oils or scents to the other is the same herbal infusion, but we add a Fragonia and grapefruit Mm. scent to it. So it's kind of a citrusy floral, uh, mix. And then we've got a sunburn gel coming out. So mm. those that'll be great to help reduce the uh, pain and suffering of sunburns, but also for um, like bug bites and kitchen burns. Oh, those cool. types of things can all be um, relieved with this. Oh, yeah. That's very cool, man. Yeah. And so those are all coming out before the summertime, roughly? Body oils will drop next week on the 19th of April. Okay. And then the sunburn gel, we're doing a... Um, a Mother's Day thing, and then it'll come out after after Mother's Day, just in time for the sunshine. Hell yeah. Very cool, man. Very nice. Well, um, do you have uh, uh, any kind of final parting thoughts, say, like, words of wisdom for anybody out there? I mean, how to, how so to find you? I, you can you can find us all the time where our website's papasapothecary.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a lot of promotions on Instagram and Facebook, and I copy it to Twitter, but I'm not too active on Twitter, so that's... Also, you can search for us at Papa's Apothecary. Um, if anyone has any interest at all in in um, looking at herbalism, I highly recommend Bastyr University. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a wonderful experience there. I loved my time at Bastyr, so I think that's a great spot to uh, learn and grow. Yeah, and uh, and just another plug for best year. Uh, we've had I think you're the third or fourth person that uh, that I've had on the show that's that's come from best year, and uh, from herbalism to Chinese medicine to acupuncture, like everybody that I've talked to, have had great things to say about best year. And so it's a it's a college that's up in the Washington area, but a uh, lot of really good holistic programs or alternative medicine programs. Um, it's just a beautiful campus too, right next to San oh, Edward Park. So nice, fucking dope. So they have, uh, it's either the only or one of the only accredited bachelor's programs in the country for herbal sciences. Wow. Uh, there's uh, acupuncture. Uh, you can take their naturopathic doctor tracks. They do um, exercise science and nutrition. So a bunch of different great, uh, great programs over there. Hell yeah. Very cool. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and sharing your products and check out Papa's Apothecary. Um, you can check them out online. Um, there's also a list of stores online where he sells these products in the stores. Um, but man, reach out, try some products, do something different, you know, take an herbalism route. You know, it's, it's such a cool thing to, to live in this more, uh, more conscious way, you know, and having the, the knowledge of I'm choosing to put this in my body. I'm choosing to use this instead of just reactionarily grabbing for something just because that's what we're traditionally used to going for. Thank you for everything that you do, brother. Oh, Appreciate thank you, you so much. This has been uh, a lot of fun. Thank you. Hell yeah. We'll see you soon, brother. All right. 
Thank you so much for spending time with Kevin and I really enjoyed this conversation and the amount of information that Kevin has about the products that he has and also the herbs in general. Um, if you like the show, please hit like subscribe or share it with somebody you think will get something from it. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Obeisance. We'll see you next time.